What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. I am Matt Hensley, and I am joined by Dr. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, and we are coming to you grateful for our partnership with Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where you can get the training you need to live your calling wherever God calls you. That's what you can expect when you complete a Master of Divinity at Southwestern Seminary. With a wide array of academic options, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary offers MDiv studies with concentrations in educational ministry, women's studies, international church planting, and much more. So whether you're called to student ministry, cross-cultural missions, pastoral ministry, chaplaincy, or anything in between, a Master of Divinity from Southwestern Seminary will equip you to live your calling. You can explore all the options available within the Southwestern Seminary MDiv at swibits.edu forward slash MDiv. Kyle, you don't have one from this. I do not. You do not, but you should. Just say it's good. If you wanted to truly live your calling, you would do that. But I am impressed, though, that unbeknownst to either one of us, nobody can see this. No, they can't. You're wearing the same shirt. We are. That's wild. Yeah. It's the, it, and it just so happens to be the, um, the, the NAM swag shirt, the Pray for Planters uh, shirt that we got at the SBC annual meeting. Yes, and that is a good reminder for everybody listening in to pray for church planters. It's also kind of a reminder that uh, I, I sent my wife, so I actually never got to go to the exhibit hall except during like the setup time and some of the teardown time to see yeah. our niece who works at South or uh, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary and uh, and some of our friends at Southwestern Seminary, and that was the only time I got to be in there. But last year to commemorate me winning the SBC pres pastors conference president, whatever uh, my wife got the Nashville like t-shirt and oh, nice. uh, you know, the, the SBC annual meeting deal with the logo and all of that. And so I yeah. said, Hey wife, please go to the, you know, the exhibit hall and get me the shirt. I didn't specify what shirt. And I suppose many of the booths had various shirts to choose from. They did. This is the one that she came home with. And so it's great. Uh, so I can remember it came from that time, but no, I did not get the annual meeting shirt, assuming we even had one. If somebody I, out I don't think I've I don't think I've ever gotten an annual meeting shirt now that I think about it. Because you have to pay for those. And if I'm going through the exhibit hall, I, I'm not paying for stuff unless it's lifeway and I'm paying for books. Well, uh, yeah, we did mention that before. I, I bought the uh, Heritage Collection uh, CSB because I had mad yes. jealousy, uh, FOMO, as the kids say, fear of missing out from some of my preachers for the pastors' conference. So I did buy that, which man, that's pretty nice at forty percent off. Just saying yeah. that, that that made me feel pretty good about myself. Uh, but uh, but anyway. Uh, we had a great time, and we're going to talk about something that did happen at the annual meeting uh, and the pastor's conference, in a sense, because it's something that we talk about regularly here on the show, and that is rural church ministry. 
And uh, before we do, let's just let Santa Claus, or I mean, John Mark Clifton, share. It's interesting that when Paul decided to pen this glorious and wonderful letter that has meant so much to so many for so many centuries, he sent it to a very small town in the Lycus Valley, just a short distance from the big and famous city of Laodicea, a town Paul had never even visited, one he'd never been to. This small, out-of-the-way town, off-the-beaten path, was the recipient of this glorious letter. Because to the Apostle Paul, there are no unimportant churches. There are no unimportant places. To the Apostle Paul, in the spread of the kingdom, in the advance of the gospel, in the, in the absolute glory of God and his determination... There are no places that don't matter. Amen and amen. That was from Mark Clifton's message at the SBC Pastors Conference when he kicked us off with the first passage from Colossians chapter 1. And uh, also, speaking of, I've got a new podcast, Kyle. Just what you needed, a third podcast. Yeah, kind of. I put all of the sermons and homilies up. Uh, on iTunes, Amazon, all of that good stuff, Spotify. Uh, And so now I'm done because they're all up there. I don't have to do anything else. I just wanted to make them available uh, for those that may be driving and not wanting to just watch it on Acts 2 TV, which is a wonderful ministry. Uh, But they can listen to it on the podcast, all of that good stuff. And you can find it at 2022 SBC Pastors Conference. And uh, all of the sermons, 12 sermons, verse by verse through Colossians, and then six homilies from guys like Daniel Ritchie, Dr. Greenway, and so forth. And so that's there. And that was just a little... So you have a a podcast that you are not on. It's true. I'm not on (laughs) at all. Whatsoever. Which is probably a good thing, to be honest. I'll take Uh, it. I will listen to it. Yeah, I'll listen to that one. But, uh, But so... There was a theme, of course, uh, here on the podcast and at the annual meeting, of course, with Mark, as he shared, we've shared a lot about the replant hub and some of the things that y'all are doing, particularly for these middle of nowhere places. And uh, we wrote a book about that. We noted how Jesus uh, came from the same sort of uh, ministry locale, all of that good stuff. And so we had a resolution during the SBC annual meeting portion that you and I had a part to play in last year, and uh, but it did not come out of committee with Luke Holmes. And uh, so they didn't care about rural ministry last year. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, there were other things to discuss last year, but he did resubmit it this year, and it was overwhelmingly approved, and it was resolution number one on the mission field in rural America. I actually said rural right that time. And uh, so yeah, I'm very proud of off with some of the whereases uh, of this resolution, and I'll share some of the resolve. Yeah, so so the whereases are, uh, whereas scripture declares that Christ commands his church to make disciples of all nations, that we are called to be witnesses to the ends of the earth, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Acts 1, 8. Whereas Southern Baptists have endeavored since 1845 to spread the gospel across North America and around the globe, 
And whereas Jesus regularly identified himself with rural and small places like Nazareth in Matthew 2, 23. And this is, this is fascinating. Whereas over 75% of all towns and cities in the United States are small, non-urban communities of no more than 25,000 people. And whereas approximately 19% or 60 million people of the population in the United States resides in rural areas. And whereas uh, rural church pastors often suffer from isolation and loneliness, lacking ministry partnerships and resources. And whereas every person in a rural community is made in the image of God and needs to hear the gospel. Now, therefore, be it resolved. That the messengers of the SBC meeting in Anaheim, California, June 14th and 15th, 2022, express our commitment to in recognition of the mission field in rural places. And be it further resolved that we pledge to continue to support the work of the cooperative program to help spread the gospel in rural places. And be it further resolved that we encourage our churches to look for opportunities to establish help and revitalize churches in rural communities, and be it further resolved that we state our support for the work rural churches do to spread the gospel, and be it further resolved that we pledge to remember that all of mankind is made in the image of God and deserving of our love and gospel outreach, regardless of the size of their community, and be it further resolved that we encourage and celebrate the work of NAM, state conventions, local associations, rural churches, and their ministry leaders in their ongoing efforts to spread the gospel, plant new churches, and revitalize established ones in rural places, and be it finally resolved that we urge all Southern Baptists to dedicate our time, money, and lives to the furtherance of the good news of Jesus Christ across every area of the world, home and abroad, in city centers, suburbs, small towns, and rural places. So first of all, kudos to Luke Holmes for making that a short resolution that can be read in just a couple of minutes. And uh, so, so thank you. And, and I also appreciate the fact that he didn't use any big words. Um, so I, yeah, I can understand it. I'm, yeah. I'm big, big fan. <laughs> big fan indeed. And uh, so actually last night, this is going live on Friday. We're recording this on Wednesday, but last night you and I got to sit in on a spaces chat with Bart and the author of this resolution, Luke Holmes. Uh, who is a great follow on Twitter if you're interested at all in like SBC history and all of that good stuff and certainly rural ministry. He's a champion for these things. Uh, but we talked through kind of the, the process of resolutions and why it didn't come out last year, why it came out this year, why there's no reason you can't submit it each and every year until it comes out and uh, it may never come out, but you can keep doing that and be a part of that process. Uh, but we got to talk about uh, one of the things being that highlighting of depression and loneliness among rural pastors and, uh, and answer the question, where's that coming from? And you and I were kind of side chatting on text while everybody was discussing and so forth. And one of the things that, you know, we noted and, and was noted on the spaces that we didn't get to dig into is we are more connected than ever. Right. We've got social media. We can tweet. We can message. We can text. We can do whatever we want with anybody across the country and certainly from rural towns all across the United States. We can do that across the globe, but certainly across the 
rural areas of the United States. And while we are very connected, we are still facing isolation and depression and so forth. And that is because we're made for community, right? There's Zoom is great. We're able to do this podcast uh, and you're able to meet with people, pray with people, all of that kind of stuff on Zoom. Uh, it certainly was a stopgap during uh, COVID and so forth, where many churches had to go to live stream and so forth. But we learned very quickly what we knew all along, uh, or maybe we could say relearned what we knew all along is live worship and maybe the online chats and all of that kind of stuff is no replacement uh, in, in the long term, certainly, for that true community. And, uh, and so, yes, we are more connected than others, but we don't share that same community with one another, especially those that are in these middle of nowhere places. And I did get to share last night that back when we were together in New Mexico, it would take me about an hour to get to you. And I would only pass two pastors on the way. And, uh, and then now I could drive maybe 15 minutes and pass about 30 pastors. And, uh, and so that's the difference, of course, between being urban and suburban and being rural and being spread out. And so what are some ways that maybe let, let's look at it from the urban, suburban side, established church side in the city. What are some ways that we can reach out to and encourage maybe the pastors that are in these often forgotten places? Yeah. So I, first of all, I think um, it's just simply go spend time with them. Um, even if you're in kind of the largest urban center, um, there, there's some rural spots more than likely not too far, right? So the only places that I can think where, where that wouldn't be the case are if you're in um, like New York City, Chicago, or LA, um, where, I mean, it may, it may take you a long time to get out into rural areas. But for most of our listeners, I think, um, if you're not in a rural area, you're not far from a rural area. And, and as we said, there are 60 million people in the United States who live in rural areas. Um, and there are churches that, that dot the landscape in these, in these rural towns. So take some time to get to know them. Um, oftentimes, rural pastors find themselves being bivocational, either strategically or just because the you know, they're, they, they serve a small church in a small community that they can't afford full time. And so, um, you know, one of the one of the ironies is that some, sometimes those pastors who maybe need that connection the most aren't able to make it to a lot of associational or denominational meetings just because they're working a job 40 to, to 60 hours a week as well. And so if you're a if you're a full time pastor in an urban or suburban area, make it a point to get to know some pastors in in rural areas, you know, take them to breakfast, take them to lunch, take them to dinner, um, meet them on weekends, you know, what, whatever you can to, to get to know them and then figure out some ways that your church can help. Um, when I think we've talked about this before, when I was a youth pastor, I was in a rural community, but our youth ministry uh, went and helped with a vacation Bible school at an even smaller, more rural community than, than we were. Um, we were able to, to forge a connection there. And so, um, you know, rural, there, there are tons of opportunities there for rural churches. Um, you know, you can partner with them to do outreach, to do door-to-door ministry, to do things like vacation Bible school or a sports camp or something. Um, so, so think about, you know, begin to ask the question, how can we help? 
and and how can we come alongside some rural churches and and be a blessing to them and to the community? Yeah, and Josh Revis reminded us that uh, in in another side side text, he doesn't have a Twitter anymore. His was compromised, and so he's not able to get on there. But he was able to listen through their church's uh, page. Uh, but he reminded us of the value of just being available. Uh, you know, you might at your church have four, six Sundays off, maybe even more uh, in, in a larger church environment, uh, that your guy there in a rural church may only have one or two. And if that, uh, he still has to find somebody to preach. And sometimes that is very difficult. We've talked about the replant hub where you can have a video sermon and so forth. But you may reach out and just say, hey, you know, if you ever need somebody to preach or do a revival or something like that, uh, I don't want to, you know, force myself into your pulpit. But if you ever need it, would love to serve you in that way so that you can get away. That's that's another thing uh, of a way that you can reach out. Bill, let's flip it. We've talked about this before, but let's go ahead and flip it. From the rural side, you have to also take the initiative. Uh, you know, Mayhill, yeah. nobody was just going to show up at the parsonage or at the church. Very rarely, if ever, did that happen. Uh, I had to go and pursue some of these relationships or or call another pastor to just reach out and say, hey, I'd love to get together for, for lunch. You can do those same things, too. Don't just wait for the guys from the city to just show up in your you know middle of nowhere town. You pursue it. You know, find people that you connect with and appreciate their ministry and say, hey, I'd love to hear how you do X, Y, and Z and, and, or just get together and just, you know, some, some of the best conversations I've had is where like the SBC and our church are the two topics that are not allowed. And we just get together and talk about our families and what we're learning and scripture and just hanging out. And so no agenda, no anything else. You need to pursue that too. Kyle, anything to add there? No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, You you know, and, and again, if you, if you're bivocational, that can be difficult. I get it. But um, yeah, the, the, those relationships are absolutely absolutely worth pursuing and worth building, even if it you know requires some some kind of weird times to to make those things happen. So as much as possible, um, you know, work your schedule to where you can be at association meetings or you can be at um, state convention gatherings. Um, and, and we even talked, you know, next year, the, the SBC meeting is in New Orleans, which for much of the Southern Baptist Convention will be a lot closer than, say, Anaheim. And for most of, especially the South, I mean, that's an easy day's drive. And so if you can at all get away and come and be a part of the convention, that's a great place to build relationships and, and be connected and then be able to inform your people, even if you're a church of 20 people. You matter in the Southern Baptist Convention, and it's important to be able to, um, you know, go back and report to folks the, how their cooperative program funds are being used, how their, you know, Annie Armstrong and, and Lottie Moon um, monies are being used to send missionaries around the world. And that's a, that, that's a really good way to, to build some connections. Yeah, you've got 12 months to, to plan uh, you only have a few months maybe to to perhaps get your church to set aside some money for that. Uh, you know, we're entering budget season. Now would be a great time if you couldn't go to Anaheim to just say, you know, hey, church, uh, you know, I would love to go. 
I can stay at the Motel 6 or wherever. Uh, we don't need a whole lot, but I would love some help, you know, particularly if you're Bibo and you can get off for a couple of days and, and maybe paying for the hotel and, and whatever is going to be a little too much. But if they can just help some and offset the cost a little, or you've got 12 months to set aside $50, a hundred bucks each month, uh, you know, just set it aside. And, and then it's going to make a dent when it comes time to, uh, to get your hotels and so forth. And they're not going to be hopefully as expensive as it was in Anaheim. You're not having to, as you said, fly all the way across the country. Uh, many of us are going to be able to drive there perhaps, or certainly have a short flight. And, uh, and so you can go ahead and start saving some of that money now uh, to make a dent in it. And, and I would say, too, if, if that's something that you're interested in, the, the SBC meeting usually is in a pretty good place where you can also plan a little family vacation around it. I mean, you, you don't want to make that your whole vacation. <laughs> that is not probably nearly as much fun for, uh, for your wife and kids as, as it is for preachers who, who enjoy uh, business meetings and, and being around other guys. But, um, you know, I, our family tacked on a vacation to... Uh, Anaheim this year and uh, New Orleans is, is a place that I mean there's going to be plenty to do plenty to see and certainly plenty to eat if you if you decide to add a day or two and so you know if if you only get a limited number of vacation days you can tack those on and and kind of plan vacations around um, the SBC annual meeting either to it or from it or there in the in the host city as well yeah well, as we wind down and, and Kyle prepares to send us out, just a few reminders. Rural pastor, you matter. Uh, so do city pastor, suburban, of course, we're not saying y'all don't, but rural pastor, you matter. If you're in the middle of nowhere and feel lonely, uh, you know, there are things that you can do to, to build those connections and uh, relationships with those up the road from you, even if that is a little more than a hop, skip, and a jump away. Also, please plan now. Uh, to be in NOLA. Uh, make plans now for June in New Orleans for the SBC Pastors Conference and annual meeting. Decide now, share with your budget committee that you'd like to go. If there's any money, e even if it's not the full amount where they can offset some of that cost is certainly going to help. And then you start planning accordingly and, and saving the money. I think it's around October, the hotels are going to be uh, released and uh, those usually go pretty quick. So it's, it's one of those things you're gonna need to start working on now. Uh, but even if you can't get in those hotels, uh, you'll be able to find some nearby uh, that can be in your budget. And so you matter and make plans to be in New Orleans. Kyle, send us out. Yeah, thanks for listening today. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?